Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. Folks, today we have in the pod Kyle Tutin. This was a really dope conversation. He's killing the game in uh, the dance space. He's doing a whole lot in K-pop and doing a lot of good work. But this conversation, I'm like, man, this guy is super duper humble and um, doesn't really like to go too much into his work stuff, which I found to be interesting and refreshing, though, too. And um, yeah, like he he's a very thoughtful and intentional person. And we, we do get into his dance stuff, so that stuff's there. But I think what really resonated with me was just like his self-aware, humble, controlled strength is what I kind of felt from him in this episode. Yeah, I mean, this dude is just coming off fresh from the heels of creative directing, headlining Blackpink's Coachella show. Like, you can't not recognize the game that this guy is playing and uh just in the entire k-pop industry is a titan who has been influential for the last few years let alone everything he does outside of that realm so to sit here and speak with this extremely humble and grounded and subtle dude was yeah like you said refreshing mm. and and i gotta say personally as a as a fellow creative i feel like i resonated a lot with his mentality of the way he sees things defines things perceives things uh from a movement to a rehearsal to a get the job done point of view so yeah if if you're anything like me i think you're gonna resonate with the way this guy works so mm. can't wait for y'all to listen to this pod Folks, welcome or welcome back to Kinja's Movement in the Shadows. We are your hosts, Ben and Anthony. And we are very excited for today's guest. We have dancer, world-renowned choreographer. His works have been showcased with artists such as J-Lo, Taiwanese superstar Jolin Tsai, and Blackpink. He is the creative director of the 3WJ Plus Boy Agency. His choreography for Blackpink's Kill This Love won the iHeartRadio Award for Favorite Music Video Choreography. He got the World Choreography Award for Best Live Show TV Dinero by J-Lo. Folks, we have Kyle Tutin in the pod today. How's it going? Thanks for having me. What's up, man? Excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks That's for a strong through, resume. Man. That's very strong. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a first timer on the pod and we love to just get to know the origin stories of our first timer guests. So can you walk us through the beginnings cool. of Kyle? Whoa. Um, okay. So I was born and raised in the UK in Nottingham in this random little city. I lived there for like 12 years and kind of dabbled in dance. Didn't really like take up anything formally or have any sort of crazy training um it was more so like singing and acting that i was like into mm, yeah so always like performing and then i moved to new zealand with my family and kind of started taking like recreational hip-hop street dance classes what why did your family move to new zealand uh like the recession like uh, 2008 like okay. my dad like lost his job and then just started looking in like canada and new zealand and he got a job in New Zealand and we all just packed and left. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, big change. And then I started dancing at like a local studio, like a jazz studio, just did like a bit of hip hop, bit of jazz for like a year. 
And then I just happened to be 10 minutes down the road from the Palace Dance Studio with the royal family in Paris and was like, I want to do that. Auditioned and then I was five years there. And then I would have been eight years now, kind of like by myself, independent choreographing dancing. So how does one go from like kind of dabbling in it to like choreographing for Blackpink? <laughs> that's that's quite the journey. I yeah. mean, yeah. Like how how did that all that happen? I was always more it sounds obnoxious to say, but I always thought of myself as like a choreographer first and a dancer second. That like, sounded obnoxious. Oh, uh, no, or just in the way that I used to make up dancers and teach them to like my eighteen year old sister and her friends when I was like twelve. Yeah. And just like that was always the kind of the natural way that I would that I would dance is through like my own creations first I really before I ever yeah, had totally. anyone teach me, if uh-huh. that makes sense. So I guess through like, you know, like music videos and stuff is where the inspiration came from, but then I just wanted to do it myself. Right. So then when I started going into like a formal setting, like with a crew and a group, I kind of just ascended naturally into like a leadership position. And then that followed through with like choreography and me like creating for them. And then I went up being at the palace in the royal family, like with Paris, I kind of mm-hmm. naturally went into like a two IC kind of role and was like her right hand while she would be away creating and choreographing. I would kind of look after the studio and create and choreograph. And then from there it went like this, like connections, I think. Uh, there was one job that Paris couldn't do. So I went to do it, which was Jolin, which was mm-hmm. the first time I'd kind of worked with an artist on behalf of Paris, I guess. And that was in 2014. I think I was 18 when I first went to Taiwan and did two music videos for her. She liked me so much that I stayed and did a third music video. And then it's like my consistency in working with her. Then I started hiring my friends that are dancers yeah, yeah. Um, for it. Michael Metuakore, who was dancing for JLo at the time. And then he posted the gig on his social media. Nappy Tab saw it hired me for J-Lo, mm. that kind of went like this, that like, like this, J-Lo got me this job here, and like, it just kind of... It's a lot of ping-ponging, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, the <laughs> the underlying consistent thing is that you were probably creating magic, because like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, people meet, you know, the, the world is small enough where yeah. we're going to find our networks, you're going to meet somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, mm-hmm. but you, you have it, you got some sort of X factor that people might have watched one video once, mm-hmm. And we're like, we need that guy. You oh, know what cool. I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear uh, how you would kind of like mm. define and, and explain what your style is like or where it came from. I feel like we trained dabbled in so many styles mm-hmm. that I feel like when I'm choreographing a lot of the time, I'm like putting on different pieces of clothing or like different mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. skins. Yeah. Main influences, I guess, that have shaped what I do or shaped my thinking of where moves come from it'd be like whacking vogue dance hall house maybe would be those kind of core styles or ones that we focused on at that studio as well we did some training in like popping and locking and crump and kind of everything mm-hmm. that is under hhi's rules if yeah, you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean HHI anything rules. that must can, do two eight counts yeah. of this yes anything that can <laughs> yeah, qualify yeah, yeah. as a style in new zealand especially we didn't have style communities 10, 15 years ago, everything, it's the same as Paris, everything that we all learned was off YouTube because mm-hmm. we didn't have an underground Vogue community. We didn't, we had like, there's like breakers and maybe some lockers that have been around for a while, but we didn't have anyone to teach us. So someone would maybe go overseas 
and come back and like be like, oh, this is what I learned. Or we would just be like doing little workshops within ourselves of uh, learn someone's freestyle off YouTube from this battle and then like add your own two eight counts. And like we would mm -hmm, do that mm -hmm. to kind of develop our knowledge of the style. Yeah. And then like creating our own basics and foundations to train. So I feel like when I watch dancers from New Zealand or from us and that studio specifically, I feel like we all dance from the same base, which is this kind of hybrid Frankenstein of like dancehall basics, house basics, our version of whacking basics, which like may not be correct to the style now, but it still created these like crazy dancers. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, yeah, choreographically like where a lot of my bases come from as well from these foundations that we created ourselves mm. but yeah I, th I i know that i think and my power comes from like my hands and arms and then like my hips i think that's kind of the what what takes me yeah, like i'm not yeah, i'm not yeah. a lot of footworky guy my hands usually tell the story and my hips like take me there <laughs> yeah your hips i love that description are, yeah <laughs> yeah definitely for sure that's so good do you have like inspirations like was there somebody that you kind of looked up to as you were coming up in the dance scene um i mean it was paris, paris like okay. we went like we were there and i guess because that was what we were most exposed to mm -hmm. we lived and breathed that studio and those competitions yeah and she's so versatile as well that when it came to me coming out of that and looking to other people i was kind of like spoiled <laughs> mm -hmm. i was like well because I think at the time I wasn't able to refine my appreciation or have my appreciation be refined into specificity, if that makes sense. Mm, so yeah. I was like, I was all about appreciating versatility and the wide spectrum of it and wasn't able to kind of appreciate the masters yeah. at the start, I guess. So that kind of like ruined me for a long time because I was like, well, no one's ever going to be as good as Paris because she's so versatile from mm. from training on it under it and being inspired by it as well mm -hmm. that's how i felt for a long time and then only like in the recently in the last couple of years i think i've been more able to appreciate and idolize other people but i push myself away from being inspired by dance for dance because i have like a photographic memory and i feel it coming out in my choreography in a way that i don't like you have a photographic memory yeah, with like, dance stuff? Yeah. Like, where, where you find yourself in creation because you've watched so much dance and you, you're soaking it all in. Yeah. You're subconsciously throwing that back out and you're like, I don't want that. Especially now because I worked in K-pop so much. I'm like, <laughs> I can't repeat anything. Right. I'm like, nothing can be regurgitated. Even though that's what dance is. Like, you know, you sure. take and you learn yeah, and you yeah. pull and you expand. Sure, yeah. you just like, yeah, you kind of just add a little extra sauce to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I'm aware, at least while I'm in this kind of K-pop land for a little while, I try not to be too inspired by other movers. I try and be inspired by other stuff because yeah, it like that. infects mm. my stuff. How old are you? 27. 27, okay. So speaking of like inspiration, mm -hmm. like where do you draw inspiration from? What What kind of stuff do you consume? for inspiration i think like shapes and like geometry and like i'm like a puzzle i can see that person yeah. like everything has to like fit together it's all a formula geometry guy i enjoy it yeah <laughs> <laughs> a devil um i don't know i think it just i think of in like formulas and numbers and as opposed to like feelings and 
passionate inspiration things i don't know that yes. makes a lot of sense to me as much as he's like saying that i'm like i i really resonate with the yeah. way that you perceive things especially being able to see what you've created and mm -hmm. how you create and, and hearing it firsthand from him like yeah that makes a lot of sense to me and got it. very relatable good because i feel crazy sometimes so. <laughs> so that's good hey only crazy people can do crazy things yeah. in the world, you know what I mean? would you say that there was a moment where you know after you moved to new zealand you're starting to train and stuff like that was there a moment where you're like i'm gonna do this for a living I don't think there was like a light bulb. I was 15 when I joined the sphere, the realm, the world of that like com very highly competitive dance. So I guess I went from just being like, oh, I dance once or twice a week. And like we do a local comp every three months yeah. to like the Olympics of dance mm -hmm. very quickly. Mm -hmm. Is that HHI? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. And kind of the first year we did it, 2011, and we got three golds and a silver. Like, it mm. just kind of happened. And I was like, oh, well, this is my standard now. I can't do anything less than this. So I think when I was just in it, I was like, oh, I'm in it now. And then I guess as Paris's career started to evolve and, like, some of the other dancers started to bloom into dance careers, it was like, oh, that's... that's seemed like I'm, a natural path. Yeah. I had never, ever been like, I want to be a choreographer, but... I knew that anything I was going to do, like I was going to be successful at it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to work hard and be really good at it. And, and then it just was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> and your parents like throughout the entire ride was just like, yeah, cool. Go do that as yeah. far as you want to go. There was no like mm. other dreams or aspirations for you. Or no, like that. I guess lucky, lucky, super lucky that that's what was given to me by them. But I'm the youngest. So I think they were kind of like do what you want at that point. <laughs> um, but no, they were always super supportive. Like as soon as I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this dance thing. Like my dad like built this mini dance studio, like in my room and was like, go for it. Like do make you, it happen. You have siblings, you said, you sisters? Two older sisters, yeah. Do they, are they in the creative space at all? Mm, not now. We were always kind of like musical. Uh -huh. Like my elder sister was more like into acting and then my second sister was more into singing. Uh, but yeah, I was the kind of one that kind of ran with it. Wow. Um, so you come from a creative family, like Bloodline then? I wouldn't say so. Oh, okay. It's not like, like no one was like a saxophone prodigy or like <laughs> yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. We just, my parents love music. They're not musicians or anything like that, but we would just always have, there would always be music playing. Mm. Um, and it's not even like refined music. Like some people grew up with like 50s music playing. It was just like music from the 80s. Like okay. good, just good, good music. Yeah. Just um, like what's on the radio, like pop, yeah, pop like music. Okay. They were yeah. into it. So we were always like, we just always, yeah, be singing and mm. making up little dances and stuff. And then I, I love the subtlety of the way that you're explaining everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, or you're like being the, too humble. I feel uh, bro. Uh, we need to, like, no, but it's, it's good, and yeah. I want to fluff this up, <laughs> yeah. you know, for all of our listeners and viewers and yeah. stuff. Because you also just came off the heels of being the creative director for Blackpink at Coachella, mm -hmm. and Blackpink's headlining. Headlining Coachella is like a the high thing. tier, upper echelon of like dynasty type legacy. Like you have to be goaded in that era to get an opportunity. So to even be, let alone the choreographer, the creative director of that headlining act too, mm. I would arguably say that for a, a dancer, choreographer or anything, that's also of that magnitude of upper echelon. Like, you know, you, you've done one of the highest level of things that can be done in this game. So number one, congratulations. Oh, thank you. And it was a great show. But number two, it's kind of like, is a phenomenal feat 
to get to where you've gotten for everything you've done and and obviously that's just one event also you just said you're 27 you, the amount that you've accomplished at your age is phenomenal mm. so i just want to give those props mm -hmm. because of the subtlety of the way you're speaking about things <laughs> crazy that's so good man um so like you're out here in la now mm -hmm. um you're newly here in la mm -hmm. how, uh, how long like i've been back and forth maybe like five years now oh okay back and forth five. Uh, but, but but you just decided to basically yeah, yeah, really yeah. establish roots out here since like so, last year yeah. yeah what what was that for um and now it's at a point where a lot of the people that i like to work with and my friends are also here as well um so i think it just kind of made the most sense i was aware that i needed to do not needed but i wanted to do something else I wanted to expose my journey up to other opportunities as well. I think over over COVID, which I'm extremely grateful for, but it was all I was doing for two years was K-pop. Mm. I did, I think in 2020 and then 2021, I did like 30 and then 32 wow. K-pop <laughs> songs like because nothing yeah. else was happening. Right. And I was obviously so grateful because it was just like, work and yeah. it's gotten me yeah, so absolutely. many things that i'm i'm doing now but the oversaturation of like that in my life i just felt like a choreography machine yeah and i was just being like stripped mm. and pulled of everything with no um satisfaction or like benefit like no i was having no creative control obviously mm -hmm. with how k-pop works no final say in like anything that my name was being put on so then i was like i want like a bit more autonomy right in what i'm doing yeah and i guess being in la it's just kind of the polar opposite with i think my first job back like i was with jen just being like in a room with someone to be like oh what do you think and i'm like oh my opinion like it oh, matters oh wow um, okay yeah 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 just because obviously the korean system works very differently right, to right. how other music industries work so that was kind of what i wanted just like a bit more balance Wow. So that's what LA was for yeah, me. Yeah, I was, I was curious. I'm like, why so much K-pop? Because I'm like, you're not Korean. You know what no. I'm saying? <laughs> so like, why do they keep hitting you up? And, it but the, it's the X factor. It's the magic of his artistry. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think it's, yeah. I guess just the, I, I, I understand it. Mm -hmm. I understand the Korean industry. And I think I know what, what they like and what they want. And, and I love it as well. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan mm -hmm. just as much. So. I do put a lot of energy and, and time and effort into every one that I do. So mm -hmm. then I guess it just karmic cycles back. Yeah. So for you, you know, having experienced something so specific in like, this is what we want. Mm -hmm. And then having somebody be like, what do you think? Where are you at now in terms of like having experienced both of those worlds? Like, do you want one more versus the other? Are you kind of still exploring and figuring it out? I think it's it's the middle, like the middle and the balance of both of them. Because even in, in the K-pop world, it's not always just like, this is what we want. Sometimes they're like, whatever you think. And I'm like, that's sometimes even worse because oh, I know you sure. you know yeah, what yeah. you want, but right. you're just not communicating it with me. Right. Or, they're, or they have so much respect that like, no, but like, no, whatever you think it should be that's what it should be uh -huh. but i'm like but i see the previous products that you put out and i'm like you have an idea of what you want so if you tell me i can i can make that happen i'm not stubborn i'm not like uptight about what i want my choreography to be i'm so willing to mold and adapt 
So I think that the back and forth is what I like. I'm like, oh, you want something like with more intricate musicality? Cool, I'll find that musicality. If you want it to be more bouncy, I'll do it more bouncy. So that's that's what I like, and that's what I like. Yeah, when working with with someone like Jayla, who's so rightfully opinionated, she's like, I know what I want. Can you make it more like this? And I'm like, Yeah, cool. You're paying me. I'm doing the job for you. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not my my right. life's work that I'm putting on stage. Right, I'm like, right, it's your right. name. It's your brand. So let me let me help you get there. I think I'm. That's what I like to do. I like to to cater and to please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I like to just yeah, like tell me what you want, and I'll. And if you hate it, tell me. I'm not precious. What are some things that you do eventually want to get to or other ambitions and aspirations that you do have for yourself personally mm-hmm. i guess yeah like dance wise and choreography wise it's so it's so boring but i don't <laughs> i don't really have like oh like even coachella i was never like oh i want to do coachella there's things that i feel i should feel like i want to do like i'm like oh i should want to win a vma for best choreography or i should want to win an emmy or do a tv show or but i honestly the way that I am, like as a person, I'm like, if I'm having a good time and I'm enjoying what I'm doing, the people are nice, nice to me, nice to you. I enjoy the music. I'm good. Like wow. I'm kind of just have been cruising for mm. 10 years. I'm like, that's kind of where I sit. I would say I'm like am- ambitious, but not for specific things. I'm just like, I know I'm going this way. But I don't have like checkpoints or that's things. That's amazing. Maybe mm. maybe that's actually the magic that like yeah. really helps you yeah. also be able to cater to so many different projects mm-hmm. and artists and stuff, or not get too you know caught up with the with the, the your own opinion, your own flavor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's it's a part of that same mentality that allows you to kind of just c- cruise the right way. I think that's that it wouldn't work with a lot of people. Yeah, because you kind of have to have those milestones that feel good and that you want to work towards. But I guess just, yeah, my combination of things that I've been through and that I value, just let me do it yeah. that way. Yeah. You know what I think it's also, as as Ant was just talking about, this magic. You're very talented. You you know what you're doing. And uh, great. That's dope. Like, that's why you're successfully moving through your career. But in terms of like, um, even just hearing your response to like goals and like, what's my goal for being out here? And you're like, I don't know, like whatever feels good. Mm. Sure, that can be a very like, like an artist kind of answer, but I I feel like you really mean that. Mm. And I think also, I just get this sense that you're not really distracted by the shiny things. So then people see like, yeah, he has the moves and all the stuff that we want, all the creativity. But we want him just because his vibe is what we're like. He's just great to talk to. Mm-hmm. I actually just want to hang around this guy. <laughs> like that is that magic sauce that I think people may not give enough credit to. That's at the base of of what I do. Like I would never want anyone to walk out of a room with me and be like, well, like never want to work with him again. I'm right, like, that right. would be my worst nightmare. Mm. So I think there's no need for bad vibes or mm-hmm. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. you know, like bitchy energy and right people making people feel lesser than. And right. I'm like, at the end of the day, with have you ever experienced 
somebody that you didn't appreciate how they directed something. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to recreate that. No, right? and I think that's kind of yeah. it's it's what like knocked me off into yeah, feel this free direction. to say their first and last name <laughs> <laughs> and their, and their address <laughs> no, um, no, yeah for sure no and i think you know everyone is a product of their own experiences mm -hmm. as well um but you can either uh you can either absorb it or you can deflect it and go mm -hmm. the other way and so i think that's yeah what's taken me on on this journey and being just like yeah just i like consistency and longevity mm -hmm. like the goal of going into working with anyone if i like working with them is that they want to work with me again which i'm lucky enough that most of them have right. which is why i'm a workaholic and have too much work now right, <laughs> which right, is great right, right, yeah. um but i'm like there shouldn't be any reason not to unless it's something yeah that creatively i don't want to align myself with mm -hmm. anymore which there has been people that creatively or personally that i don't want to align myself with i'm like why wouldn't i want to keep working with these people and mm. keep making cool stuff right 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 as far as like um making executive decisions because that's what the role of a choreographer creative mm. director is you got to be able to pull triggers and but you're also taking into account so many moving parts mm. like you're thinking about the artists you're thinking about like their management to like you're thinking about your dancers like mm. so many things and then like you said you're a people pleaser mm -hmm. how do you process that like how do you like make those executive calls i have a kind of like a mentor but like a friend basically um that i run the agency with 3wj in new zealand um called kitty and she's kind of been like a guiding light in the past what, five six years that we've kind of aligned ourselves together and she always says instilled great communicative methods and just being like communication is the first step to everything. And I think mm -hmm. in so many, especially in this industry as well, people have discussions in closed rooms and they do things behind doors and then they just say it to everyone and then everyone's unhappy. But I think there are diplomatic ways to like have conversations with totally. people, yeah. even if it is a negative result that just allow them to see you as more human and thinking where your thinking comes from mm -hmm. so you're not just making a decision because they're shit or like because you don't like them it's usually other things underneath it right. um, that i think can be explained in an adult and human way and that's what i think and i think especially because i work with so many people that i am also friends with i really have to balance that line because these are people that i'm going to see yeah. all the time as well so it's just about yeah doing things in a grown-up way i think instead of but obviously there are times when there's like hard decisions that have to be made and people are going to be unhappy about it. But I think it's just how you deal with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Being polite is usually like something that gets me it's through anything. formula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is though. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a personal question. Okay. What do you feel like in your journey so far you've struggled with the most? Um, I feel like there's like the, my journey and then like my K-pop journey. Like I think they're two sure. separate journeys. Okay. Separate yeah. bubbles. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like I think the K-pop thing the k-pop thing <laughs> the, in my k-pop journey it's completely changed how i work and how i create because i was it was so heavy in what i was doing and i was listening a lot to like feedback online i mean it's covid everything was only happening through your phone screen anyway so i was like subconsciously intaking a lot of what people were commenting and saying to me and twitter and blah 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 about 
just like about choreography and about moves and things that I was doing if people didn't like it or which is like the 101 of what you shouldn't do like listen yeah. to people mm -hmm. that are not experts or <laughs> respected yeah. but then there's you know there's ounces of truth throughout so I think that was like a hard little period where I was listening to people too much and it was obviously like quite negative but it's also changed how I choreograph or like if I choreograph or want to choreograph personally it's become very much so like a job for an amount of time or like I'm well aware that like in my kind of journey the, the the passion job balance has been like out for a little bit of while but I'm okay with that because I'm still passionate about what I'm doing like I know that I'm still going to put energy into it and da 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 but I find that in my off time like I don't want to <laughs> jam or like i don't want to find music to dance to anymore like it's just where i am i think at the moment so that's been an interesting like field mm. to navigate from what something that you know when you're 13 14 you're like wow i'm finding new music on hotnewhiphop.com and like yeah you know like <laughs> yeah. just letting that be so i guess like the transition into full job passion and like finding out what your other passions are i think mm, yeah has been a a struggle how do you filter out or block the the negative comments that your human nature can actually be sensitive to like just ignore it <laughs> i think now is it's just like a choice the playground yeah, yeah, yeah the, the playground advice is always just like just ignore it and mm. it'll stop if you don't feed into it if you don't reply back to them then it you stop seeing the value in it that ability to block or ignore it what do you do to feed like to like strengthen your your like your solitude mm -hmm. you know so that you have the ability to be like yep i don't need to look at that i don't need to pay attention to it. like what are you doing to kind of feed that positive mm -hmm. side uh i think i feel like it was maybe like two things so like one was like going back and taking a moment and actually appreciating my work by myself and like looking at it and be like you know what my opinion and my own objective nature i'm saying that this is good mm. um and i do like it and it's not just something that i created for someone else like i do like it personally and then i think the other thing that has helped me is spreading my focus elsewhere i was saying about like the balance and wanting to work elsewhere going and teaching again going and doing this like so that all of my personal value wasn't all holed up in this one area of the industry that's kind of like put my mind at ease mm. in a sense mm -hmm. yeah staying busy sometimes staying busy but just yeah working in different capacities because i think that was solely kind of just about k-pop if someone has something to say about what i do for jolin or jlo like i i'm like no that doesn't matter to me because mm -hmm. i i know but like when it was COVID and all i was doing was k-pop and then all of this negative feedback was coming through k-pop I was like, whoa, like that could just all crumble and I would have nothing left. Mm -hmm. mm. But being able to just like go and do other things, spread my perception of my value back out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not that my value is just on my work because I'm a person first, but yeah. You said being human, like how, how do you get into your humanness? Like when you're not like, I don't have to work, I need to shut off for the day. Is like, how do you take care of yourself? Mm. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't. No, um, <laughs> I struggle. Um, I think honestly, as annoying as it is, again, like a lot of it is tied to New Zealand, like the country. I think that's where I now feel at home because I don't. I don't work in New Zealand. Um, like none of my work is based there. No one hires me there. So if I go home, it's to chill mm. and like just being by the beach. And I've t- developed this really annoying sense that like, that's what I, my life will be. Like I'm going to retire by the beach and that is my standard. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> that is, that is but dope. like unachievable now. Um, so I think I'm like, as I'm getting older, I'm trying to devote more time to relaxing and going on holiday and just what are you doing, doing when you're relaxing are you are you on netflix like are you reading what are yeah you doing? i don't know i like i'm i can't sit still so i just like walking and malls are like my safe space from traveling okay <laughs> it's like the I'll one constant the that's yeah. always the same there's a great mall down the street by the way i like that yeah. one um <laughs> But yeah, no, when COVID happened and I went back to New Zealand, I would just find myself like driving to a mall because it was the one thing that's the same in every country. And I could just (laughs) like walk and just Mm -hmm. browse and I think cosplay like a normal person for a while. You say cosplay like (laughs) a normal person? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just someone that like goes shopping. (laughs) Well, so, okay, so you're out here. You're now, uh, you know, parked in LA for right now. I'm sure work is uh, nonstop. What are you looking most forward to right now? We're going on tour with Blackpink for their encore tour. And I'm dancing on it as well, which is fun. I think I look forward to like dancing because I can just like numb out and just Mm. dance. Like Mm -hmm. dancing is so easy for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm like, you just think your way on stage and like, boom, 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 easy. Mm -hmm. So I think that's because I'm still, I'm still like a performer at heart. Yeah. So I think whenever I can put myself like into a project as well, I'm like, boop. And I think that kind of like energizes me as well. So I'm looking forward to that. So that's how does that work in terms of like when you, when you dance in it and when mm. you don't dance in it, do you, is that your choice? Is that like, how does that work? Um, I mean, I guess no one would normally hire you as a choreographer and a dancer, like, because they're like, well, you have the one job and then the dancers do the dance thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm young and I can do both. So hi i'm gonna do both (laughs) (laughs) as the as part of the project so heck yeah yeah so i just hop out of it and make sure i know it and check it and i'm like leave the leave the spot for me and then i'll just jump in that's tight (laughs) (laughs) which is what happened for coachella as well like we we needed another guy and budget and stuff and i was like well i'll just jump in and then i get to dance as well so that's crazy crazy that you know how it's all supposed to look and then you also know how to be in it you know what I mean? That I feel like that's like a you have to switch your brain to go into a different mode. I feel like it's it's what I what I try to explain like to my dancers as well is that you can be a better dancer if you understand the choreography, like because you can know like your track, but if you are aware of the picture mm-hmm. that we're trying to create, like it just makes you right. you're aware. Like right. I love that because yeah. then you don't have to think, or at least that's what helps me when you know when I haven't done it. I haven't been in the formation for the last 20 times we've run it and I'm doing it before. Like, I'm like, oh, well, I know that the pictures at the back, like, go up with their arms and the da Like, it just happens. And I feel like if dancers are able to, like, understand choreography 
intrinsically like a little bit yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. helps it, you play your part more than than also you know you get into this flow of rehearsal that you start to after you learn the choreography and you're rehearsing all the time you mm-hmm. start to put your own individualism into it too yeah. and you start like kind of slightly deviating away from the original group mind and stuff mm-hmm. so so i can hear what you're saying when it's very helpful for the dancers to understand the the objective of that moment yeah and be like a better dancer in the room as well right. like with the people around you right, right. especially because because we come from such group oriented sure. settings mm-hmm. yeah um whereas like you didn't grow up as a soloist mm-hmm. i think that's just naturally what we do we're like oh your arm's off like sort it out and then you just <laughs> you know like yeah. react accordingly yeah yeah, yeah. well dude you're out here man and you're 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 really just like building momentum and that's so dope to see and and um uh, what is success to you where you're at right now in life? What I explained as like making me happy, that's kind of what I think of success for me as. Um, so like having a good time, enjoying what I'm doing, bringing people I love along the way with me. That's like my base of success. So I'm like, yeah, like right now I'm successful. Cool. My next like layer of success is like I want to have a house and mm-hmm. I want to establish some roots and not be able to work as much like that would be my i guess superficial layer of success to like add on to the base like heart success yeah um and then just yeah i think that's kind of what would fill out the next layer the next um era of my life i just want to like dance enough and work enough so that then i can chill chill and like i couldn't imagine like dying without seeing like every country in the world and Mm -hmm. like i want to climb everest and i want to like you know i'm like (laughs) i want to do all of those crazy things that Mm. people spend their whole lives working towards but i'm like set up a good like foundation now so that i can just like live out my 30s and like (laughs) jump out of planes and climb mountains and that's what's up yeah that's super dope that's super dope (laughs) Well, bro, uh, we would love to uh, have a fun little lightning round session with okay. you where we're going to just toss some questions at you. <laughs> Here we go. Lightning in three, two, one. What's your favorite dessert? Chocolate cake. What is a must-have dance item, accessory, or article of clothing that you always need? High-cut shoes. High-cut wow. shoes. If you had to slap anyone in the world, who would it be? <laughs> uh, Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> Who is your favorite dancer in the moment right now? Ooh, um, I always love um, Jessica Tortor. She's my friend from New Zealand, who's now here. She's That's epic. Sick, sick. Do you have a favorite childhood movie growing up? Um, I'm a Libra, so like I have a list of 10 for anything that you ask me of my favorites. Um, <laughs> but I'll go animated movie, Wreck-It Ralph. Whoa, oh, yeah. Wreck-It Ralph. Nice. I love that. What is your proudest moment? Ooh. I don't know. We'll go with Coachella. Coachella. That's Congratulations big, yeah. again. Big, big moment. <laughs> if you had to relate to any superhero, who would you most relate with? Oh, that's like deep. Um, <laughs> Get deep. Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Off the top of my head. Like friendly neighborhood, helping the people. But like Robin Hood, you know, like. Yeah. Super physically agile and flexible. Hopefully, yeah. What is a dream opportunity for you? Hmm, I would like to, I guess, like work on a musical. 
Nice. I think I was going to say movie, but then I was like, movies are painful. Like the process of a movie, like shooting and da 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 da. So I think a musical. I love like my love for dance comes through my love for music, not movement. So I think being in something where like singing is involved as well would be cool. You heard it here. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's gonna have that just manifested right now. I believe. Oh, yeah, Spider manifested. <laughs> yeah, if you weren't dancing, what would you be doing? Singing. Singing. Yeah,、okay. or learning how to sing better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite quality about yourself? Um, I was gonna say my humility, but I don't think that is my favorite because it's annoying all the time. <laughs> um, I'm giving. Hmm. That's dope. That's yeah. Dope. Describe the Kinjas in three words. <laughs> Family. Okay.、Um, skill. Uh, I was no. Literally, the first I was like, "Are you going to start with Asian?" No. <laughs> I would have started with that. I get. Well, that's that's face value. I always want to be like. <laughs> no, you're so face powerful, value. That's、man. funny. Yeah, yeah. Keep it.、Well, you, uh, you said family. You said skill. Skill and fresh. Ooh, unique, always like it's always new, you know. Unique, fresh. Now I feel like I'm fishing for compliments. <laughs> I, know, I need to work on my least favorite trait of my humility. <laughs>、um, okay, this is a fun one. If your 80 year old self、mm. would come back to you now, what do you think your 80 year old self would tell you as a piece of advice? <laughs> to work less. <laughs> work less. <laughs> Probably, yeah.、Wow. Okay. Okay. I imagine. Uh, Bruce Lee has this famous quote. He says, "I fear not the man who has practiced ten thousand kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick ten thousand times." What is something that you feel like you've put so much time and focused energy into that you feel like you've mastered?、Mm, like the formulas of a good K-pop choreography. He's allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you have. I think you have. Yeah, it's all a formula. You know? It is. It is. Totally. It is a formula.、Yeah. Wow. Hey, Kyle. Man, first of all, thank you for your time and coming to hang out with us.、Um, congrats on all the stuff. Thank like, you. You got a lot of cool stuff going on.、Uh, welcome to LA, and, and、uh, it's great over here. And、um, no, but outside of all that, you you mentioned like you said that your humility is annoying to you. <laughs> I mean, that is a superpower, bro. Yeah.、Um, I mean, I think、um, especially when. You know what you're capable of doing, right? And then it's it's to me, I when I hear stuff like that, it's like this complete self awareness of what your potential is. Like there is this strength that you are harnessing. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like you know what you can do, but you're like, let me like. It's not about that. It's it's more about like you being a good person and、mm-hmm. you connecting with people in a meaningful way and an impactful way. And then yeah, let me go do what I can do as well.、Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah, like you're out here, you're you're killing the game, and、um, we expect to see more, and we're gonna be cheering, for, you know, for you, like,、uh, you know, from where we're at, and and、um, it's just really good chatting with you, man. Oh, thank、Thanks、you so much.、Um, and again, just having a titan, I I want to use that word titan, sitting in this room,、yeah. but with the subtlety in which you 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 exemplify all of your you know your experience and stuff like that, I'm I'm just. Impressed, yeah, and I'm just honored. I know we're really, really just proud to have you here, and、yeah. and like Ben said, just a reaffirm it. You know, like we're fans, we support you with everything that you got going on. You're killing the game super hard, and、uh, just thankful to have a deeper space to connect with you on this pod. Ah,、oh, thank you so much. Well, how can people follow your journey, man?、Uh, feel free to 
Uh, I'm Kyle Tutin on everything. So K I E L T U T I N. Um, apart from TikTok, because someone stole the name, so just someone Kyle stole your Tut- name on t- TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. That's what's up. Whatever. I try and keep up with social media and fail daily, but <laughs> it's a work in progress, so yeah, I do my yeah. best. <laughs> well, we'll plug all that in the show description, we'll all the notes and all that. Folks, thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you're finding this episode for the first time, we have many more episodes with amazing guests like Kyle. Make sure you follow us on our socials, Kinja's Podcast, Cast with a K. Like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And, uh, oh, yeah, take a screenshot. Let us know you're listening. We love to regram all that stuff. And, uh, and that's it. We'll see you on the next one. Hey, Kinja Bang, y'all. Kinja Bang.